Hi there, and welcome back. You are listening to Naturally Recovering Autism, and I am your host, Karen Thomas, and we're coming to you live from the Global BBM Network and TuneIn Radio. And if you've been with us for a while, this is about offering you natural resources to help you recover your child from their symptoms of autism. And that can be the the, uh, definition of recovery is to regain health. So in any physical, behavioral, emotional way that we can help you to improve your child's outcome, that's what I offer these free resources for you weekly. Um, And today we have a very special guest once again and a really valuable topic that I know is is affecting all of you. And this is about biosystemic dentistry. Now, um, I'll start off real quick by saying we're gonna give a lot of valuable information in this show. And if you're driving or you're at work and you're listening, but you can't write it all down, don't worry, because everything we discuss will be on the page at naturallyrecoveringautism.com under biosystemic dentistry. So you can go there for all the links, anything we talk to. So again, biosystemic dentistry is exactly what it means, biobiological systems. So all of the systems of the body, the organs and everything and their relation to the mouth. And this is about learning what you can naturally do to both treat these issues and prevent further issues from coming up in the future. And our guest today is Dr. Alareza Panapur. Dr. Panapur is the most experienced holistic biological dentist in North America, practicing 100% holistic biological dentistry since 1993. He's known as the world's most experienced dentist for detection and removal of root canals with infection and for cavitation surgery at the tooth extractions. We're going to explain all that. Don't worry. Dr. Panapur is a frequent speaker at holistic dental conferences and at naturopathic medical schools. He has documented patient cases in his book, The Good Dentist. He has more than 150 advanced continuing education courses on his CV, dozens more than any other dentist in the state of Washington. And Dr. Panapur has recently moved his practice from Santa Monica, California to Bellevue, Washington, and patients fly in from all over the world to see him for his treatments. His greatest desire is to educate the public about the need for holistic biological dentistry, free of root canals, safe tooth extractions, and have an approach that encompasses the patient's diet, immune, and structural integrity of all the energetic alignment, as well as all the traditional treatments. He did his undergraduate studies at the University of California, Los Angeles, and obtained his degree of doctorate at the dental surgery at the University of Pacific in California. He has degree, uh, after graduating with his degree in dental surgery, he obtained further education at the New York Academy of Medicine. And uh, without further ado, uh, I would like to um, say hello. And again, thank you for being here today. I appreciate you giving us your time. I know you're a busy man. My pleasure. It's an honor to be on your show. And you have so much value to offer people, and especially parents of children with autism. So um, what I think we should just jump right into, why do so many children, well, people in general, but why do so many children, especially with autism, have so many issues with their teeth and, and problems in the mouth? What, what causes that originally? Well, it happens on different levels. Um, if I would have to make you a list I would start with the number one, the biodome of where they live. Um, 
that would be number one. And by that I mean, <coughs> excuse me, and by that I mean really keeping a house germ-free as much as possible. I have visited a lot of different residents where I see the kids playing outside in the park, running around, and then coming home and they don't take their shoes off. They use the same shoe to walk all over the carpet, jump on the couch, you know, jump on their bed, or families that have cats and dogs that are just full of, honestly, parasite and worms and etc. So I would say a clean house, a clean biodome is number one because you want to make sure that you are minimizing the exposure to a lot of these opportunist type of bacteria. So that will be number one. And of course, um, the research came out a few years ago that the worst biodome household is mom, dad, child, cat, and dog. Um, so from there, I would say my second uh, point on the list would be the gut digestion. Um, if you're not able to digest, due to different reasons of gut issues, medicaments, uh, antibiotics, etc., then how are you able to absorb what you need? Um, I'll give you a perfect example. I had a, a family come to me, not just one family, multiple families the past uh, few, especially months, where the parents are on top of it, clean diet, good diet, all organic, um, but the, the, the child has advanced amount of decay in his mouth, so we couldn't figure out why this was happening. And the last resort was I had him do a fecal um, test and they found parasites. So this little kid, as much as he was eating healthy food, organic food, the parasites in his gut were eating the food and basically giving him their poop. Now, how did this kid get parasites? Well, um, playing outside with the animals, uh, sand dunes, et cetera, et cetera. So we go from the healthy home family to gut and uh, absorption of the proper food. And at the end, of course, eating the proper food. Um, you know, going to, uh, let's say, uh, you know, just your regular market for food that are GMO and, um, you know, they've been altered genetically, that doesn't really fit the purpose. And of course, we know a lot of autistic kids, you have to really stay on top of their diet because as they go through their treatment protocols, they might create allergy reaction to certain food and then change within a few weeks. So a proper sort of uh, observation needs to be done. So I would say those would be my top three things that I would pay attention to. Right, and how important it is for the entire family to get treated for parasites usually or check for them because we we often tend to put so much energy in focus on, on taking care of our child and getting them well and moms and dads and siblings aren't getting 
the attention to that level and may also be carrying parasites. So you might clear your child with autism and the next thing you know, you're you know, they've got them back again and you're thinking, why? And it's because we're we share saliva, we share a household and we pass it along. So um uh, we're going to get into this in detail uh, when we come back a little bit further. We've got to take a quick break. Uh, stay with us. Uh, we will be right back. Well, hi, and welcome back. You are listening to Naturally Recovering Autism, and I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and we're coming to you live from the Bold Braid Media and TuneIn Radio. And we have a special guest expert, Dr. Eliza, oh, I'm going to say your first name right, Alareza Panapur. Alareza. <laughs> Panapore with us today, who is a biosystemic dental specialist. And uh, we, before our commercial break, we were talking about parasites and the gut issues. And now uh, I think it's important for parents to know, okay, how do these parasites and all of these gut and digestive issues that are going on affect the mouth and the teeth? What's going on there? What's the connection? Different levels. And number one, having, of course, parasite in the gut as, we, as I uh, said earlier, they basically sit in your gut, they create condominiums, parks, um, they're very aggressive, uh, they're very smart, they know how to protect themselves, they know how to defend themselves, and as you eat your food, they're basically eating that food, and they just, at, at the end, they just give you their poop. So now you have a child that's not getting the right minerals, um, you know, uh, the right omegas, et cetera, et cetera. So what does the body do? Well, the body goes on a compensation type of a mode. So the body will rob minerals from bones, teeth, and muscles. Now, that's one part of it. We also know that pH factor, uh, children that are very acidic, well, this acidity allows the oral biofilm to work stronger, to work harder, to work much more aggressive. That's the second part of it. Um, third, we see that a lot of autistic children, due to lack of lymphatic movement, due to the stress on their body, they start and lack of oxygenation, they start clenching and grinding. And as this happens, they start breaking teeth, fracturing teeth, and completely disturbing the harmony of the cranium that is responsible for their breathing and lymphatic movement. So it's multifold. It's not just one thing. It's multiple things. Right. I'm a... a I have, some of you may know I'm a, my background is craniosacral therapy, and, and uh, what Dr. Pianapur is talking about is when we clench our teeth really hard, uh, we create um, a, so much internal pressure on the bones, the cranial bones, the bones around our in our head that surround the brain, and when they get out of balance, they can affect many things. Those cranial nerves affect sleep, digestion, appetite, ability to think clearly. Uh, there's so many things that, that that can affect when those cranial bones go out. I will give a link to how to find a good craniosacral therapist too. I just want to say that um, right up front too. So by grinding their teeth, you're saying they're they're trying to create more oxygen and lymphatic movement. Um, so what's what's the solution? What what uh, what happens? What can, what can we do? Well, it, well, it, again, it's multifold. Uh, when you start clenching and grinding, what happens? The muscles of the head and neck 
start overworking and these muscles start going to spasm. So in a way, that is also a chronic issue that is impinging upon the immune system. Now, as these muscles go to spasm, they get shorter, they become quite, I would say, stiff. So now they are reducing the amount of blood flow to the head and neck, and hence the lack of proper dumping of poison out of the brain and the head and neck. Um, that's the second part of it. Third, as these muscles get tense, the lower jaw gets retreated. The upper jaw is not able to expand as it should due to growth. So as the lower jaw gets pushed backwards, well, that takes the tongue and the epiglottis back, and that cuts the airway. And also, don't let me get started on tongue tie. I'm seeing a lot of children, at least seven out of 10 children, that are dealing with tongue tie that's also restricting proper tongue movement as it relates to the growth and the cranium function. Um, unfortunately, due to the age of the children, I mean, if it was an older child, we could intervene with proper appliances to help the upper jaw keep expanding, relax the lower jaw, allow it to fall forward, and help that child to the growth. But when you're young, when you're four, five, six years old, most of these children are not able to or don't want to wear an appliance. Um, so at that case, we try to find appliances that are basically anchored in, cemented in. So, but with that in mind, you need to have a proper active dentist or an orthodontist because as the adult teeth come in, as the uh, baby teeth are lost, that appliance needs to be constantly adjusted and refitted due to that growth. Right, and there are also, um, I know that with the, especially the maxilla, the bones of the upper teeth, they really need to be able to have what's called a cranial wave. They're natural, it's a natural micro movement in the skull where each bone needs to just have this very small motion. It's very important for the system. So we wanna make sure too that, that the implant has a little bit of a give. You had you you know of somebody who has a, something called a light wire appliance, is that right? where it, it gives Correct. a little bit of uh, motion? Correct. Correct. Uh, light wire appliances are, uh, are very beneficial. Um, the creator of this is Dr. Nordstrom, one of my uh, old mentors. And I would say, and of course, since then, other people have taken that technology and come up with their own little twist. Um, you know, at the end of the day, when you are looking for the proper dentist, really is you really want to make sure that they are taking the right courses, they've had enough experience um, in these fields to be able to, you know, uh, work with your child. You don't want to go to someone who just took a course last week, you know. You want someone that's been doing this for a while because it's very multi, it's very multifaceted. There's a lot of things that go to it. You can't just pop an appliance in and have a nice day, I'll see you next year. No, you constantly have to follow through with these children and with the appliances. Yeah, absolutely. And um, if they're, if they're, you know, it also helps the child, I'm sure, um, as their as their teeth are growing and everything, especially knowing that. So I, I guess I'll, I'll run into how do you find, um, how do you start with this? Like if, 
um, I'd like to talk about cavitations because I mentioned them in the intro and people want to know uh, uh, about that. Like what are cavitations as well? Like that's another thing you need a specialized biosystemic dentist such as yourself. So what? how can people all over the world find, you know, if their child is in need of, of you know, of, of this type of dentistry and this kind of work, how could they, what do they need to look for and how can they find out? Um, how to how well, to get them assessed? It, it, it's quite it's quite it's very very rare for us to uh, uh, see a child that has cavitation. Um, it's mostly adults. Uh, okay. I would say if I had to put a number on it, I would say probably eight out of ten adults out there possibly might have cavitation sites. We have to take a quick break and we'll be right back and we will finish up with cavitation. Stay with us. We will be right back. Hi there and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and we are coming to you live from the Bold Brave Media and TuneIn Radio. And when we, before we stopped for our break there, uh, we were talking about cavitations. We have Dr. Panapur with us, who is a specialist in biosystemic dentistry. And uh, uh, Dr. Panapur, for those listening, uh, many people don't even know what a cavitation is. Could you maybe give us a little bit of background on what a cavitation is and, and how um issues in the mouth can be treated, you know, a little bit more naturally with less invasion because our kids already have so many toxins and a congested liver that it's hard to want to put more things into their body, especially anesthesias, et cetera. So um, can you just give us some background there? Sure. Um, it's quite rare for us to see uh, cavitations in uh, young children. Um, my concern has always been with the parents. Um, Cavitations are basically areas in our upper or lower jaw that either there's been some faulty extraction sites. For example, um, you had a wisdom tooth, um, it was infected, you had the wisdom tooth removed, the proper protocol was not followed, remnants of the tooth were not removed, the infection that was there was not removed. Um, the dentist basically followed what he was taught at dental school, which was pop the tooth out, put some gauze, have a nice day. And because they left infection behind and remnants of the tooth behind, that area closes up and that pocket becomes a silent inflammation, a silent infection. And when we have gone in surgically, courtage that sloth, that dead bone, that diseased bone, and we've sent it to pathologists to do culture, what we've seen is pretty scary. The number of bacteria, rods, parasites, um, I can go on and on, that is hiding within that area is quite overwhelming. So as a parent, if you are working with your child, but you have this mouth full of, let's say, mercury, infected root canals or these cavitation sites, well, you're constantly introducing that child to that dome, to that, to your oral biodome. Um, and this falls on the mom and the dad. Um, I had a patient two weeks, mom came in, brought the child, we were talking, and I could smell that's the fact from her breath that she was dealing with gum disease. So I asked her, uh, when was the last time you had a cleaning done? And she said, you know, I'm so busy with taking care of my kids and husband and my child that it's been a couple of years. 
Wow. And, you know, I had to take a step back and I didn't know how to approach this anymore. I just try to explain to them that your child is a part of you. Your child is a manifestation of you. If you don't take care of your child or take care of yourself, then it becomes quite difficult to try to control, you know, the health of that child. Um, and of course, cavitations, I can give you a weekend lecture on this. And when I'm talking about cavitations, again, I'm talking about infections within the jawbone. And it could have been that, you know, you had an infected root canal, the root canal was removed, but the infection was not removed. And the body basically closed and harbored that infected, that silent inflammation. So above and beyond, you know, cavitations, root canals, tooth decay, gum disease, um, clenching, grinding, TMJ issues, they all have one thing in common. Above and beyond the ripple effect that they cause on one body system, they all have one thing in common. They're all a chronic inflammation on your immune system. We know that 90%, close to 90% of all of our autoimmune issues that we're dealing with, diabetes, um, GI disorders, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, they're all due to chronic inflammation. So, my job has been to recognize, seek, and offer different modalities for our patients to get better, to get stronger, and to have these uh, infections basically removed out of their body with proper pre and post protocol. So it really falls on the parents more than the children. Um, yeah. So um, so once the parents are taking care of themselves as well, I am, there are a lot of kids who do have a lot of problems with cavities. Like, you know, we've already said that the, the minerals have been depleted from their, from their teeth and bones because their gut's not working well. And um, we need to, to restore, you know, the gut health, et cetera. But once they do have all of these cavities, now they're in a, a state where the parents have to do something. So what are the more natural options? I think that would be... Um, something that people would want to know, like, okay, so how do I get my child um, assessed? I know you have a very specialized type of, of x-ray system that you use and that you can even be uh, see people from all around the world via Skype or an initial consultation, at least, to be able to say, okay, you know, I see what this x-ray says, this is what's going on, and then from there they can know if they need to proceed and how to proceed. Um, I think knowing, you know, what naturally can be done and how the least amount of invasion possible when you're going to take your child, uh, especially a child with immune um, difficulties, having going to a dentist, uh, anesthesia can be really challenging. So you have some um, some offer there, some things that you can share with us? Um, I would say, first, it's all about prevention. Prevention, prevention, prevention. If at a very young age, if you start seeing any dark spot, brown spots on your children's teeth. And of course, you want to make sure that you create this little sort of a program that you, dad, brother, you all brush your teeth together, you all kind of floss together. So that would be number one. Um, you know, taking care of the oral cavity, brushing and flossing is number one. 
And it's interesting enough, not many people even know how to do it. They go move their toothbrush up and down a little bit and that's it, I just brush my teeth. No. So we take ample time in teaching the parents so they can teach their child at home how to brush, floss, and even do it for them. So that's number one. And as you know, you know, de dealing with uh, children that are autistic or within the spectrum is not as easy uh, just because of the the challenge in communication with right. that child. And I'm sorry, I, I have to. We have to take a quick break. Um, everybody, stay with us. We will be right back. This is really important information. So please uh, hold on. We'll be right back after this break. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and we are coming to you from the Bold Brave Media. And we have Dr. Panapur with us today, a biosystemic uh, dentist specialist. And we were talking about um, actually actually the, the way you can best prevent uh, tooth decay in the future and what can be done um, on the more natural level. So Dr. Panapur, could you go ahead and continue with what you were discussing before our break? Sure. As I, as, as I shared, number one is proper brushing, flossing for that child, for the parents, and as a family. You got to make it fun. You got to be thorough um, when you're doing this. Also, we are able to use, for example, if we see a child that has a very acidic mouth, well, what we do is we introduce certain tooth powders that are help to uh, adjust that pH, alkaline that pH. Um, there are mineral tablets available that we can, like a little candy that we can give that child so that at, at least the oral flora have, would have minerals in it. Um, so I would say that would be number one. You need a good hygienist that can work with that child. Also what we do, for example, is we take a little bit of the bacteria that's uh, that's developing on the tooth, we look at under the microscope and see what the child is dealing with. If there's any parasites, if there's any, what type of bacteria, rods, spinning rods, uh, uh, you know, y you name it. Right, um, so the biofilm, that, that's like how much one. biofilm, and, and, two, and uh, I know that, if you that start lime is very common and lime hides bottom. inside of parasites. I'm sorry? that Lyme hides inside of parasites. And so you can have Lyme and parasites in the mouth. You can have uh, strong biofilms. So you have like a, a swab or some type of a, a mouth, a way to check the mouth for that? Correct. Uh, we have uh, different equipment that is like swab. You can run it by the teeth and see by top of a content uh, of biofilm uh, that the child is dealing with. Um, of course, uh, you also know, as you said, Lyme hides within parasite, Lyme hides within biofilm as well. So again, keeping a clean oral cavity, brushing, flossing, um, tooth pow toothpaste powders, et cetera, et cetera, is number one. Number two, you should really keep an eye on your uh, child's teeth. If you start seeing little black spots, little brown spots, well, that could be a start of a decay. So when we get our parents that bring their child, there are uh, different modalities. For example, ozone trays have been really helpful for us. Uh, these are models we take. We send it out to the laboratory. They make us these ozone trays where the child comes in, sits for 20 minutes, 11 minutes upper jaw, 11 minutes lower jaw. These little trays go into the mouth. Ozone goes in one end, sealed, and gets sucked in the other. So basically every tooth now is getting bathed in this ozone gas. And we know that ozone oxidizes biofilm. 
again, those, again, that becomes a more preventive measure. So at the end, depending on the practitioner, there has to be a rapport between a child and the dentist and the staff. Um, we try to use air abrasion, more less invasive method instead of using a drill, et cetera, for that child. But you also need to consider that when you have a child that comes in with very, very aggressive decay, never been to a dentist before, no oral hygiene, it becomes very difficult to make sure that child is able to sit in the chair for 20, 30 minutes and for us to be able to do the work that we do. So I do see children that come here, mouth full of cavity. There is no way that that child will sit even for two minutes in a dental chair. So our options are very, very limited when it comes to that stage. Um, and of course, what's the other, uh, how could we remedy this? Again, is, is anesthesia, low conscious sedation, which I'm not a big fan, but am I gonna have my little patient lose all their teeth and get baby root canals, then deal with the consequences of conscious sedation and help the body to reboot again? You see what I'm saying? It, it's yeah. a very hard decision here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it just you just deal with that individually, like you have to go with the, the child's, the level of the infections and diseases, what you have going on, and then um, and, the child's and the psyche, level of and willingness. And the psyche of the, of the patient and the mm -hmm. parents. Right. You know, of course, right. older children are, you, you can communicate better, you can create uh, this beautiful rapport, but when you have a three-year-old, four-year-old that comes in that just has a mouth full of cavities, you can still you can smell gum disease on mm -hmm. the parent's mouth. You can see the number of possible root canals and mercury they have in their mouth. You know, it's it really becomes difficult to try to shift that things around because it has to be done as a family, not just that child. Right. I think it's probably important to mention here too. We talked about it earlier in the show, but how especially a, a woman before she ever conceives should really be taking care of her own hygiene and clearing her mouth of any infections and having things checked because in utero we pass so much to the baby especially mercury amalgam fillings the baby becomes a, somewhat of a conduit um, especially with that firstborn child to kind of release all the toxins in the system too so we see a lot of a lot of problems there so i think it's it's bears for important for parents to take care of themselves before they even conceive because then of course you can end up with uh, you know more and more um, problems with the children that you have and also biofilm we know through research also that biofilm does pass from the mom to the baby um, so you know I let's get explain I get, biofilm uh, just um, briefly for, for those young who don't women know. That, that come to my office and basically they're like well I want to get my mercuries out I want to get my root canals out, and I want to have a baby in two weeks. <laughs> you know, it, uh, it, it's not that easy. I'm there sure is no everybody's hanging on pill, their seat, like, what do you want to do? Okay. Everything has to happen stages. We will be right back. Stay with us. 
Hi, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and we're coming to you live from Bold Brave Media and TuneIn Radio. We have with us Dr. Eliza Panapur, who is a biosystemic dental specialist, and we were talking about biofilm, which we're going to give you a little bit of background on, but the importance of what to do for yourself and your children, but especially, you know, moms before you conceive, what you can do, and then when you have children, what you can do for prevention. So we left off on a little bit of talking about biofilm, Film or explaining to people what that is. So would you mind continuing with that and then moving into the rest of it, Dr. Panapur? Sure. Um, what we thought in the early 90s that, you know, our oral saliva, oral cavity, the research has indicated that our, at any time we're dealing with over 350 different types of bacteria, some good, some bad. This is what the whole research also started on the bacteria uh, that basically live in our saliva oral cavity have been also found in heart issues, in uh, cancer cells, et cetera, et cetera. Of course, 20 years later, now the research is telling us that, oops, it's actually over 2,000 different types of bacteria, fungus, and virus that all live together in this colony called biofilm. Biofilm is an anaerobic type entity, so it doesn't need oxygen to live. That's why these biofilms love to hide in areas that there's lack of blood flow, hence infections in the jaw or areas, tissues, or cells that are diseased and are not getting enough oxygen. So again, these biofilms, when I talk about healthy home living, we have to work very hard of minimizing that exposure to the household as much as possible. Don't have your kids running outside with their shoes and you know all in, you know, in the streets is all dog poo, you know, and then run home and run on the carpet, jump on the couch, jump on their bed. You gotta make sure they take their shoes off, etc. you know. So it really starts family home. From there, of course, is nutrition, you know, as a family. You can't have a dad eat a hamburger where the child can't eat a hamburger or because they can't eat meat or et cetera. Um, so you gotta you know, really cut this up in different divisions. And lastly, get your, even though if you see pearly whites, you don't see any brown spots on your child's teeth, take him to a dentist earlier, let him be introduced to that environment. Create that to be a little fun for him, you know? Because if there's something hiding, it's better to catch it early than catch it later. I am shocked, I am surprised when a child comes in, mouth full of cavities, and the parents have done nothing about it for the past year. They've seen it, they've recognized it, they got on the internet, and someone said, yeah, uh, put some, uh, I don't know, some vegetable and it will make, you, make the cavity go away. No, I'm sorry, it's not that simple. So you have to really stay on top of it. Don't wait till the poop hits the fan. Get in there early, be proactive. Create that rapport with your dentist because when that child does get a cavity, God forbid, there's a place he recognizes, there's a place he's been before, maybe have the older brother or older sister get a cleaning done, have the little guy, the little young lady, watch the older brother get a cleaning done, make it fun, 
So again, it's all about preventive. Don't wait till it's too late because at that time, certain drastic measures have to happen. If I can't get a child to sit in my chair so I can use my non-invasive methods, air evasion, ozone, what have you, there's really nothing I can do for that child now. Does that make sense? Yeah, and uh, a little scary too because that really has to be taken care of. I mean, you can't just keep letting it go further. So, you know, somebody's got to do because something. The other, I mean, the other option would be either have the tooth extracted, baby tooth, and we know that baby tooth are there for a reason. Baby tooth are there to help expansion the growth of the upper and lower jaw and also to maintain the proper space for the adult teeth to come in. So child gets a tooth extracted, now they're gonna have issues with the jaw. I mean, again, it's a ripple effect. So right. be proactive. You know, get your child into the dentist as, as early as two years old if you have to. And you do a specialized type of x-ray. I know it's a um, CareStream cone beam 3D x-ray. This is not your typical x-ray that you get at, at any general dentist. And I, I correct. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but that regular dentists will often miss some of these cavitations or, or hidden pieces as well in people. So it's better to, to get this specialized type of x-ray and go to somebody such as yourself. And we will definitely link to Dr. Pan for site and everything we've discussed here on the page at naturallyrecoveringautism.com under biosystemic dentistry. But the CareStream x-ray, um, uh, can we lead people to possibly getting that done anywhere in the world and then... Um, and then going to your, um, being able to have you evaluate for them, and then from there they, they can be led to maybe what else they can do or who they could see near them? Sure. Um, basically, in your normal settings at a dental office, you either have the good old-fashioned x-rays, and these x-rays are basically a two-dimensional picture of you, a three-dimensional structure. So cavities can all, and because of that, tooth decay infections can always be hiding or get overshadowed. Now, that also that two-dimensional picture could be digital, which we're talking about almost 90% less radiation, which is very important for me and my patients. Um, so that's the first part. Second part is the cone beam, as we talked about, which is a three-dimensional picture of you a three-dimensional structure. So now we're able to see infections within the jaw much more clear and we can actually find them. I can't tell you how many times I've had patients that have came to me, my naturopath told me or my functional medical, medical doctor told me this root canal is causing my, is causing my illness or is putting a burden on what I'm trying to, as, as, as I'm trying to get better from my illness. I went to my endodontist or my doctor, they took a picture, they said, everything is okay, everything looks perfect. Mm -hmm. And of course, they come to us, I take a 3D scan, and you can easily see these infections hiding behind the root or different structures that you can't see on that two-dimensional picture. So 
Um, the reason, and of course, the reason I'm not trying to advertise for the company or anything like that, there's a lot of different cone beam technologies out there. The reason I like CareStream the best is because that it's got a certain function that we're able to also measure density of your teeth and your jawbone. And these areas that are, let's say, cavitation size or infections in the jaw, we see high number of negative density. Okay, so you know, we're going to have to take a quick break and then luck. we can finish up with this when we come back um, so that people know the difference uh, because okay. a lot of people getting probably x-rays thinking that they have the information they need and they don't. So stay with us. We can take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and we're coming to you live from the Bold Brave Media and TuneIn Radio. And we have a biosystemic dentist uh, specialist, Dr. Panapore, with us, and we before the break, we're talking about the very specific type of care stream cone beam 3D x-rays that are necessary to be able to find uh, a lot of the hidden problems that don't come up in regular x-rays. So, Dr. Panapur, you were talking about it measures various things that, that others don't? Yes, it has a special function that we're able to look at density of your jawbone um, in different areas of the jaw. And, of course, when you find these cavitations, these they're like very high negative density, so which means that there is no blood flow there. If there's no blood flow, there's no oxygen. If there's no oxygen, that becomes a little biodome for bacteria, fungus, virus, rods, parasites to live in. Um, so that's why the 3D is so important when you're dealing with. Uh, and of course, we also want to see how big they are, how extensive they are. Um, if they're close to the nerve, to an artery, etc. Um, so I would never do any kind of cavitation surgery or removal of an infected root canal unless I do have a 3D cone beam in front of me. Because that gives you the further um, information on it. I know you have some case studies that you've shown too that I think people might be interested in. You have your book is called The Good Dentist. Is that correct? Correct. Um, we it's available on uh, Kindle and you know uh, Apple Book, what have you. Uh, but also we are working on a campaign to uh, actually get hard copies. So I am in the process of finding out how many trees for how many books. Then we're going to create a campaign where we're going to go out into the woods and we're going to plant three times the amount of that tree. With that, I feel better having a hard book, you know, paperback book available oh, that idea. Um, for the public. Um, right. We do also post regularly on uh, on Facebook. Uh, I have, you know, Dr. Ali Reza Panapur. Um, also, my website is www.systemicdentist.com. Um, we do also do promotions for our 3D scan, mercury removals, uh, etc. As you know, the European Union completely just banned mercury fillings further than what they had done in, the, in, in 90, 1997. Um, I'm sorry, 1993, where uh, Sweden was the first, and then Belgium, Finland, etc. So we're really excited about that. Uh, so we do run a lot of information through our Facebook to reach our audience, our patients, and possible uh, potential new patients in the future. Um, one thing I do want to say is that, um, you know, at the end of the day, every equipment 
every theory, every procedure, every protocol is as is as good as its operator. So just because you have the most expensive equipment doesn't mean you know what you're doing. Two, make sure that you ask for your dentist CV, what classes they've taken, how active they are in the community. You don't want to go to someone have a surgery done when the last time they took a class in surgery, and I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not talking about a, you know, a one-hour course on how to do surgery. I'm talking about, you know, three, four-day course where you have didactic, clinicals, you know, that sort of thing, really advanced courses. Um, when I get a child that comes here, mouthful of cavities, and the parents have not been proactive. I'll be very honest with you, it's very difficult to work with that patient. It's very difficult to try to turn things around at that stage because you have teeth that are either dead or are dying. So we're gonna have to wrap up. This has been so helpful, Dr. Panapur. Um, I am going to link to everything that we discussed, Dr. Panapur sites, the, the, the x-ray types that we, we were talking about, everything um, at naturallyrecoveringautism.com. On the page, It'll say, uh, you can search in the search bar on the blog. You can just put our podcast. You can put in biosystemic dentistry or dentistry. It'll pop right up. Um, again, naturallyrecoveringautism.com. So you can get uh, find out um, more about where you can take your child and everything that we've just discussed here and all of Dr. Panapur's links. Thank you so much, Dr. Panapur, for joining us. This is Karen Thomas from Naturally Recovering Autism. And um, come back, join us next week. We'll have more uh, great information for you to help you with your children. Thanks again, Dr. Panapur.